Good morning. It's Tuesday morning. Uh, I hope you've had a good beginning to your week this week. Uh, uh, thanks for joining me again for our online video devotionals. Uh, yesterday, well, this week we're talking about the books that have influenced me, uh, books that have shaped my theology and shaped what I believe and how I live my life and who I am as a pastor, as a husband, as a friend, as a, as a father, um, as a Christian. Um, so uh, these books are really important to me, and I, I've told you yesterday I'm actually reading reading from my notes and my books on my iPad here because I these I love these books so much I've given them away <laughs> countless times throughout the years, and so um and, and so these books are really meaningful to me. And I, I noticed when I was reviewing and editing this video, I, was, I talked man I talked for a long time about C.S. Lewis, so I'm trying to keep these a little bit shorter. I try to keep my devotionals under ten minutes, so I'm going to try to. Try to be more concise, uh, but it's hard for me to do when I'm talking about C.S. Lewis. Today, the next two days might be equally hard. Um, today, I'm going to talk about um, two books, actually, uh, kind of that I think should be read together by Philip Yancey, uh, entitled one is called "The Jesus I Never Knew," and the other is entitled "What's So Amazing About Grace." Um, and then tomorrow, I'm going to talk about a book called "The Ragamuffin Gospel." And these two, these three books, to me, really form, uh, in many ways, the spine of my view of grace. Um, my favorite verse for preaching is Romans 2, 4. Do you not know you're driven to repentance by the kindness of Christ? Um, I'm not everybody's cup of, what, cup, of cup of coffee or cup of water as a preacher. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, there, there are a lot of better preachers than I am out there. Um, I'm going to always preach probably more grace than I do judgment. And that's not everybody's you know, thing. And I respect that. Um, but for me, I found that grace is the greatest motivator to, to holiness out there. I was talking with my friend John Branning recently, and we talked about how early in our Christian life we became pretty good little Pharisees. And I hope that God's grace has uh, pierced my Pharisaical nature and my Pharisaical heart. And um, if I'm going to err, I'm going to err on the side of grace and mercy. And maybe that's wrong. And God may hold me to account for that one day. Uh, but that's just kind of how I've come to be wired and where I find Jesus at in most days. And so and this really happened to me, honestly, because of these three these three books I'm going to share with you the next two days. Uh, Lewis's, um, uh, sorry, Yancey's um, two books and then The Ragamuffin Gospel by Brendan Manning. Um, but uh, Philip Yancey, I, I discovered Philip, Philip Yancey when I was uh, at, at Mississippi College. Uh, that's when I really did a lot of, you know, I think we do most of our formative reading sometimes when we're in college. And I know for me, most of the books I'm going to talk about here were books that I read in college or read out from college um, in seminary and in, in the years after that. Um, but I found Yancey in that moment, particularly when I worked at Lifeway. Um, I used to joke, I worked at Lifeway, it was my first job out of college. I basically worked for free because I basically gave my paycheck back to this church, back to, this, to the store to buy books. Um, I bought a lot of books when I was working on Lifeway, and a lot of them were Philip Yancey books. Um, but Yancey wrote these two books, The Jesus I Never Knew, and then What's So Amazing About Grace. And I think they're I think they're best read kind of back to back. Uh, the Jesus I Never Knew is basically that. He decided he wanted to see what the scriptures actually said about Jesus. Not what he had been taught about Jesus, not what he had heard preachers say about Jesus, but he actually wanted to read through the Gospels for himself and see who Jesus is. Not who people have taught him Jesus was. Not who he's, heard, who he's heard Jesus was. Not who he even believed Jesus was. But go on the paper. Go on the page and see who Jesus is. And if you read the Gospels, it'll change your life, y'all. Seriously. If you take time 
to seriously and intensely and intently read through the Gospels and see who Jesus is, it will change every fiber of your being. And it might be the most powerful thing you can ever do is just read through a Gospel. And that's what Yancey did with the Jesus I'd ever knew. He read through the Gospels. And he, and he saw not, not, who, not who he was told Jesus was, but who Jesus actually is. And so I wanted to, want to share a couple of quotes with you that I've always, uh, have, have always um, stuck with me. Um, he says this in the Jesus I never knew. Um, the down and out who flocked to Jesus when he lived on the earth no longer feel welcome. How did Jesus, the only perfect person in history, manage to attract the notoriously imperfect? And what keeps us from following in his steps today? If we cannot detect God's presence in the world, it may be that we've been looking in the wrong places. According to Jesus, what I think about him and how I respond will determine my destiny for all of eternity. I can worry myself into a state of spiritual ennui over questions like, what good is it pray if God already knows everything? Jesus silenced those questions. He prayed, and so should we. And here, this is so important for us now, y'all. Jesus honored the dignity of people, whether he agreed with them or not. He, he would not found his kingdom on the basis of race or class or other such divisions. And then my favorite quote from the, the Jesus I Never Knew is a quote where he says, um, we have trimmed the claws of the Lion of Judah and made him a plaything. Uh, he finds in the, Jesus I never, in the Jesus I Never Knew a fierce Jesus, a Jesus who loves fiercely, who forgives fiercely, who, who calls us to holiness, a Jesus who doesn't sit idly by and let us continue as we are, but a Jesus who also loves us as we, as we find ourselves. And I think when we, and I, and I love what he said, he said that, that this perfect man, the only perfect human who ever lived, the only perfect one who ever lived, fully God and fully human, the only perfect person ever attracted the imperfect. And he challenges us, do we do the same? Do we live with the same love of other people that Jesus Christ lived with? And so his, his push to us in the Jesus I never knew is basically just to read a gospel and to look at actually who Jesus is. Not who cultures made him to be. Not who, the, not who I as a preacher tell you who he, who he is. Not who your preacher growing up told you who he is, but who is he really? What's on the paper? What does the actual scripture say about who Jesus is? So he pushes us in the Jesus I never knew to actually read um, about who Jesus is. And then... And I think the companion book to that is what's so amazing about grace, um, because what we find in what we find in um, the Jesus I never knew is a God who loves us radically in Jesus. And then, in what's so amazing about grace, we understand our brokenness, and we understand our need for grace, and then we understand how radical it is that God sees us in our frailty and in our weakness and in our our sin. And he still loves us. One, and so he says this in What's So Amazing About Grace. One who has been touched by grace will no longer look upon those who stray as those evil people or those people, poor people who need our help. No, we must watch for signs, nor must we look for signs of love worthiness. Grace teaches us because, teaches us that God loves us because of who God is, not because of who we are. 
Imperfection is the prerequisite for grace. Light only gets in through the cracks. And then another one that um, he said, uh, he said, grace means that nothing I can do make God, will make God love me more, and nothing I can do will make God love me less. What's so amazing about grace focuses on the, upon the fact that we're loved, that God loves us. And for those, and I think sometimes, it, and this is tomorrow's book, we're going to talk about this one a lot more, um, that, that, that grace shatters the myth of our own perfection and the myth of our own worthiness, um, and that we're simply loved. And I think in an age where we, um, where we uh, define lines and battles and borders, um, grace levels the playing field, and grace tells us that we're all loved. And so I think these two books, The Jesus I Never Knew, it calls us to look and take Scripture seriously and look at it for ourselves. How many of us watching this video have actually ever read through a gospel? Because let me tell you, friends, there's nothing I can tell you as important or as impactful as reading the words of Jesus on the paper. Nothing. And how many of us have ever truly considered our worth and understood the love of Jesus through grace? So I would strongly encourage you to read What's So Amazing About Grace and The Jesus I Never Knew. Those two books really shaped me and, and really pointed me in a direction that frankly, uh, the book we're going to talk about tomorrow, The Ragamuffin Gospel by Vernon Manning, that it really just tore down. <laughs> the Ragamuffin Gospel really cemented some stuff. So um, so I would encourage you to read these two books, and uh, they will shape your life. And you can see a link uh, for how to purchase them in the description below. And I, I really would encourage you to read these two books. They will change your life. Uh, come back tomorrow as we talk about another book that shaped me, The Ragamuffin Gospel. See you in the morning.